Hello. Welcome. Um, okay, cool. We are live. So, um, excellent connection, I suppose. I'm checking on YouTube. Good to go. Okay. This is my first stream from OBS to YouTube. Um, don't have much time today, but I did want to hop on here. I have a meeting at nine and it is eight 20. So got to kind of hurry. Um, things are still a little laggy. I'm trying to figure that out. Um, I'm not really sure what the deal is with that. If anyone knows more about OBS streaming, streaming in general, I'd love to hear it, but, um, welcome to Wednesday. Uh, it's a good day today. A little rushed on this live stream, but I'm hopefully, um, going to be doing these in the mornings. We'll have to see. I think a lot of work does get done and conversations happen right when I get to work and it feels weird kind of doing this now. Uh, I might start doing it on my lunch break, but for today, I just wanted to hop back on here. And the reason I'm on main channel here is because I tried to live stream on the live channel, but um, for whatever reason, um, I have to wait 24 hours or something. I, I don't really know, but anyway, just um, to chat it up this morning, I hope all you guys are doing well. Um, if you do hop on the stream, um, hi, welcome. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, hello. Hope you're doing well in your car or in your headphones or wherever you're listening. Um, other than that, we are going to just kind of hop right into uh, my notes here, which uh, that's kind of what I'm going to be doing until I start next month with the more podcasty style um, topic-based stuff uh, with some little Q&As at the end, maybe. I still haven't decided yet, but getting into my notes um, here. So I'm just going to get into it and we'll try to see how long we can go uh, before I need to hop off for this meeting. But if you have any questions, obviously feel free to drop it in the chat. Um, say hey, say where you're watching from. And uh, yeah, so getting right into it. Uh, my first note here is my life is a portfolio as long as it's documented. Um, I just need to do a better job at archiving. So this kind of goes along with something I've said, I guess I said in the last episode, something I just wrote a blog post on about logging my work. Um, every day we get certain things done. And if you're keeping track of the things that you get done, you should be able to look back at the end of the week, end of the quarter, end of the year, and sort of compile um, you know, what, what you've done for the year. And I, I think, you know, whether that comes around in a, um, performance review with your boss, or, I mean, even if you're an entrepreneur or something like that, you can look back at this and be like, wow, look, look at the work that's been done over time. Um, just by keeping track of like the most important thing that goes on during the day, um, that you get done. And so for me, I want my portfolio to be my website and it, it, it goes from bigger projects to live streams like this to, I need to be looking at the camera more. I apologize. Um, to any, any content I create, um, or any work that I do, uh, just logging it. And, you know, that allows someone looking over a performance review to say, you know, what, what all did you get done over the quarter, over the week, over the year, uh, and to check that out. Um, as well as I know I've said it before, but future employers, I mean, we have to be thinking in the future. Like I would love to stay at Genicare for the rest of my life. I love it here. And, um, 
it's it's a really cool company there's really cool potential i love the work that i'm doing here but i got to be realistic um and it's possible in 5 10 15 20 30 years there might be another position so being able to just keep track of all the work that i've done uh, and be able to show that to someone is pretty important so there's that craig craig adams can do whatever he wants so I've been deep diving into Craig Adams lately, and I think I talk about deep diving uh, a little bit more in a second here, but something that bothers me, I enjoy Craig Adams. I think he makes really cool work. I like his process. I, I think I take a lot of inspiration from him, especially with this podcast, this live stream setup. but something he says so many times, I think there was an episode where he said it like maybe 10 times, is I can do whatever I want. I don't know. I can do whatever I want. Should I go traveling next week? Mm, I don't know. I can do whatever I want. And it just, it just bothered me. It rubbed me the wrong way. It was like, are you telling yourself this? Or are you rubbing it in our faces? Or like what? It was just annoying. It's like, okay, but not really. I, I mean, you can't break the law. You can't do illegal things. There are certain things you can't do because you don't have enough money. Like, I don't, it just bothered me. I get where he's coming from. He has been able to make his work, um, work for him and suit his lifestyle. And he's able to do nothing or go travel or hang out with friends or go eat wherever or go on a walk. Like he can do whatever he wants, but it was just bothering me that he kept saying it. Um, that coffee is strong this morning. I don't know who made that. Moving on, my elusive term, which is pastiche. Uh, about two to three times a year, I try to think of this term pastiche, and I wrote it down, that's why I'm remembering it, but I can never remember the word. And I actually literally, I learned it in high school in an English class. We did a pastiche project. Uh, for those of you who don't know, pastiche is like copying someone's work um, or trying to replicate. So like if someone writes in a funny way, like an author or a, a, like a Salvador Dali painting, you try to create a new piece of art, but emulating their style and what they do. Um, so that's pastiche. And I'm not sure the entire purpose. I'm sure it's learning. It's a, it's a learning skill, learning activity, but, um, it was a really cool, it was a really cool, um, project that we had to do for that class and I find myself when I do deep dive into a new artist like Craig Adams or something I try to copy them and it's not it's not because I'm trying to get credit for the work they do there's something in me that is like how close to their product can I get on my own you know while making my own content how close can I replicate theirs and I think it's a learning thing it's like okay you know this person has this microphone or this person has used this type of camera or they have this background setup or something like that I'm, I'm talking more about film right now because that's what we're doing but even in writing you know like how does this per person write it's a cool it's a cool little like um, assignment I guess I don't know a practice um, that I would recommend anyone try uh, but for some reason, I just really enjoy doing that. Uh, and once I sort of am able to achieve that look, I usually move on um, or that look or that style or whatever. But pastiche, I think it's 
it's like one of my favorite terms and it's one of my favorite things, but I can never remember the term. So hopefully in making this video, I can come back here at seven minutes and 48 seconds and remember the term or just write it on my forehead or something. I don't know. So is LinkedIn my new social media? That's my next thought. Um, never thought I would want to use LinkedIn, but I think now in my professional life, um, I see the advantages of creating content there and um, sharing my thoughts, my opinions in the work that I'm doing. Again, creating meaningful connections there that will help in my career. Um, I think I get into this a little bit later, but yeah, actually, it's it's this is kind of one all three. I'll just jump here now. Um, I'm not good at social media like Facebook and Instagram in sharing content there because I think it's more personal, um, which I don't mind sharing personal stuff. I just for me, I don't really get anything out of sharing what I'm doing like with my family or I don't know. It, it could be, it's, it's probably a me problem. Like I'm just a jerk and I don't like, I love sharing pictures of my baby, but it's also like, I don't know. It's kind of redundant. I feel like Maria does a way better job at sharing pictures of what the family's doing, what we're up to, things like that. Um, so I don't know. I, I have a real problem with like mainstream social media, like Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. I try every once in a while to share stuff, um, especially Instagram. Like, I don't know. I, I took Instagram when I first got it as a means of sharing good photography. I mean, that's kind of what it was. It was like, I remember in, in uh, freshman year of college, my, my friend Andrew was big into Tumblr and Instagram came along and we were saying like, you know, how does this work? What do we share? And we followed a lot of um, photographers on Instagram and I still do. And they share amazing photographs. And so for me, that's what Instagram became. It was like, I want to share good photographs. And if it's a good photo of my wife, great. If it's a good photo of my daughter, great. If it's a good photo of the food that I'm eating, great. Uh, I don't just want to share a picture of my food to share a picture of my food and tell you what I'm eating. It's more like, I thought this photo was great. But I think Instagram has become more of that social media that doesn't have much to do. There's there's two sides of Instagram, in my opinion. You have the really aesthetic, awesome grid feed, making great content constantly, continuously, consistently, whatever. And then you have like the people who are just like, hey, I'm out here on this day doing this thing. I'm with my kid here doing this. Oh no, the kid spilled this. The dog got dirty on a walk with the dog. And um, I don't know. I just think I would much rather make content on YouTube, which is my next point. Um, I prefer a vlog over like a story. I First of all, I hate stories. I don't know why I hate them. Uh, I think when stories, the idea of the story came out, it was, it was Snapchat, um, before stories were even a thing. It was Snapchat, um, which I'm going to get into this now. I don't know if I've anyway, um, the idea of creating content that disappears or like I heard about this painter once who paints and then he lights his painting on fire. Ah, uh, what? I, I don't, I, I really don't, I don't get it. Um, I, I was talking to Maggie, I think the other day or Maria. 
or someone here at the office about um, creating content that's meant to, to go away. And uh, I, we're only here for a finite time, you know, in this body, on this earth, um, as it is, and we die. Uh, it's about 80-ish years or whatever. Why would you want to cut that even shorter or make something that lasts even less time? For me, like you can create a video and hopefully that lasts me, you know, or, or a song or something. And I'm not saying like at, at some point, all of it's gone. I just, I, I like the idea of creating and being able to look back at something, find inspiration in something that's old, like Mona Lisa, right? People still get inspired by that. Um, I don't know. It's, I, I feel like it's something you can leave behind that means a little more. And I just feel like throwaway content just in and of itself just kind of bothers me in that idea. And I think stories, even though you can save stories now, um, it just doesn't do it for me. And you really have to be on it. You got to be like on Instagram all the time and sharing stuff that no one really, some people might care about, but I don't know. I'm ranting. That's not really the point of this. <laughs> I just, I don't like temporary content. I like creating content that can last, content that can be evergreen. Um, yeah, those are my thoughts. And because of that, that's why YouTube is my favorite thing on the internet um, for a few reasons. I think you post something on Instagram, it's in people's feeds for four hours and then it goes away, right? Um, you can obviously hop on to someone's profile and see the content that they've made um, and look back through it. But I think the reason why I like YouTube is I can create a video today about how to sharpen a pencil. <laughs> and in 20 years, if people are still sharpening pencils, they can look that up, how to sharpen a pencil, and the video will pop up. It's helpful. It's evergreen. It's content that can be searched and though you can search content on Instagram, I don't, it's just so fleeting. There's so much, um, it's hard to stand out, I think. Um, so I love YouTube. I love consuming content on YouTube way more than any other social media. Um, which, you know, that kind of, <laughs> I'm rolling here. First of all, um, not first of all, but how are you guys doing? Everybody okay? Uh, let me check the stream health. We're excellent. Stream settings. We're good. Whatever. Thank you guys for watching. I appreciate it. Um, that brings me to my next point with YouTube. Um, they recently released Shorts, right? Which is competing with TikTok and Reels or whatever on Instagram. Um, I don't know if it'll last. It might. I, you know, I think if the company sticks to it and pushes for it, it can last. But I, I, when I go on YouTube, if I see a video, like say I search how to sharpen a pencil, if I find a video that's like two minutes long, hmm, if I'm looking to be entertained on YouTube, then I look for videos that are longer. I think when I'm in a YouTube mindset, it's like, okay, I'm here to consume content and have something hold my attention for 10 minutes or more, right? I think shorter content on YouTube is not, it's not what I go there for. I don't go to YouTube to watch 20, 15 second clips. I go there to watch a long form video 
or I learn something, I'm entertained, I hear an opinion about something. I also think the comments are done better. Um, there's a little bit more back and forth. I don't know. I love YouTube. YouTube's my favorite of all the social medias. And I guess it is social media because there is a social aspect in the comments and you can do stories and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, which leads me to say I, I, I left Instagram and Facebook indefinitely, I guess I could say. I don't Occasionally, I'll go back to um, both to see if anyone's DM'd me or anything. And of course, for my job, I have to use Facebook and Instagram. So there's that side. But I left. I just, I don't think I contribute well to it. Um, and I don't want people to uh, expect that they can reach out to me on Instagram, like in my DMs. Like I, I, I think it's a disservice. I'm not on there. I don't naturally go to my Instagram and scroll. So I wanted to just tell people, hey, I'm leaving. If you want to contact me, here's my website, spencerscottpew.com. And send me an email, text me, whatever you want to do. Um, so that's that's the move I've made there. Um, my next note, I'm kind of jumping around a little bit here, but my next note was my personal brand as content. I don't really know what I meant by that. Maybe it's self-explanatory. Um, we're going to skip that one. Ah, here's an idea that I had, and maybe it's a dumb idea. Could already exist. Don't know. Um, I like the idea of personal websites, and I like the idea of someone like myself posting everything they make on their website and you being able to sift through it and find stuff you like. If you like podcasts, go to the podcast tab. If you like blogs, read the blog. Um, but an idea I had is, you know how like these algorithms work on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. If I go to YouTube, the algorithm is going to show me content it thinks I want to see based on what I've watched in the past, based on trajectory, where it thinks I'm headed. Um, I think there needs to be a company or a website builder that can make algorithms for personal websites. So if you go to spencerscottpew.com and you're interested in bikes, you see my bike blog post displayed to you first, right? Um, Apple's gonna make that a little hard <laughs> uh, with the new privacy stuff they're doing on the internet, but uh, I think that'd be awesome. So like when you come to my website, you might not like the past five blog posts that I've made, and so you might leave, but you might be into something that I wrote about a year ago. And I think it'd be cool if like Squarespace or Wix or a a brand new player in the website building game allowed you to create content that was tied to an algorithm. Um, so depending on someone's like search history and what Google has found that they are interested in when they come to your personal website, they are shown the content that they're most most interested in. I think that would be, I, I want that for my website um, because I plan on sharing everything. So if you're into family vlogs, if I tag something, family vlog or if the algorithm just kind of can read that it's a video and that family members are in it so it's a family vlog or something that would be even better then i wouldn't have to do do the work of categorizing and tagging and then it just shows it to them so it's kind of like archiving your content for you and then displaying like right now on my site i have an archive and you can go through categories and pick what you'd like but instead of you having to put in that work 
the second you land on the website, you're just shown if any content is applicable to what you like. That's the content that you see. I think that's a great idea. If anyone knows how to make a company and code and make a website builder, you should take that idea and run with it. I don't even need, I don't, I don't need credit. I just want, I want that for myself. <laughs> I don't consume a lot of mainstream social media content. I kind of went over that already. Um, yeah, I, I, um, that is what it is. Sorry, I thought that my microphone wasn't recording, which by the way, kind of like I did last time, if you're watching right now, can you just hit me up in the chat and say, I can hear you, I can see you? Because wouldn't that be funny if I'm sitting here talking to myself, which I am, but you guys are listening. All right, I'm gonna go through a couple more of these and then I'll be done. I know we've only been going for about 20 minutes, but I do need to get into work and get ready, so. Pavlov effect. Uh, that's a good idea. Two things. Have you ever heard of Pavlov effect? I think is what it's called. It's like this this guy Pavlov. He did an experiment with a dog, where um, I think it was like he worked it up so that whenever he would ring the bell, the dog would expect a treat just naturally. So what he would do is he'd hit the bell, give the dog a treat, hit the bell, give the dog a treat. And after, oh, thank you, Luis um, Gomez. We can hear you. Thank you. Good. Hope you're doing well today. Pavlov um, hit the bell, give the dog a treat. And before long, he would hit the bell and the dog would be like, where's my treat? Like, he, he, you know, and it's something that humans do too. Uh, there's a great episode of The Office where Jim does it Dwight, to Dwight with a sound on his computer and he gives him a mint, I think each time. <laughs> and then he like hits the, the sound after a while and Dwight's like, like wanting the treat and Jim's like, what are you doing? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, but this is something that I do. So usually at nighttime after I do the dishes, I make coffee for the next morning and then I close the blinds. And that's like my system. And it was like a Sunday morning and I was making coffee and Maria walked in the kitchen. She's like, why'd you close the blinds? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> and I was just like, it was just natural that after I made the coffee, I closed the blinds and it was freaking bright outside. Um, but I thought that was pretty funny. And I've done that a few times. Like I've just closed the blinds in the middle of the day because I decided to make a cup of coffee or something, which is, it's so funny. And it makes you wonder how much you do that in life and you don't realize it, you know, just those habits. Last thing, another good business idea. There are sites like Mercari and eBay and Poshmark where you can sell your stuff online and they've made it very easy. But even though they've made it very easy, I hate selling stuff online. I mean, I love it, but then I have to take the thing, put it in the box, put the label on it, go to the post office, drop it off, right? There should be an app like Uber where or I got Uber, a service app um, where people, it's the same idea. You sell your stuff online, but people can sell the stuff for you and then take a percentage of what you make. So if I'm trying to sell a video game controller, I can look on the app. Someone locally can um, 
I don't know the legality of it, right? Like they come, they get the object, they take pictures of it, um, they post it, they sell it, they package it up and send it. And, you know, that could be a viable source of income for someone. Like if you're just really good at taking pictures, if you're really good at pricing things well or negotiating with people, like you have an unlimited amount of things to sell online, right? Um, I thought that'd be a really cool idea. It, it makes it easy for me. I'm trying to get rid of stuff. And instead of me having to go through the whole process of selling it online or selling it on Facebook Marketplace or selling it on Craigslist, I just put it on this website and say, I'm trying to sell this controller. Um, I have 10 objects to sell or something. I don't know. I don't know how it would work, but then someone just does it for you. It's a service. Uh, again, I don't know, like someone could just, just come chip your controller and take it and <laughs> you wouldn't get any money. Mercari has good systems in place for like that not happening. So I'm sure there's a way that you could figure out how to make it more secure and reliable. But I think that'd be dope. I, there's always stuff that I want to sell and I just don't, I just don't want to sell it. Um, Louis says, I would settle with a service that comes and picks up your packages you sell return online. I would pay a premium to be more efficient. Yeah, that too. Like if you could just set your package on the porch, because I think that's the biggest thing, like taping out the box and putting the label on it. It's still a bit of friction and I don't like that. And I, I'd love for someone else to do that. But I think the biggest problem is like, how do I route my way to work to go by the post office or wait till the post office opens or can I just drop it? Will it fit in the post office slot thing? Or do I need to wait till it's open and take it in and get my label? So I agree, Luis. And I feel like Poshmark might do that. I think you can schedule pickup. So you just package it up and put it on your porch. Um, but I agree. Like if there was just like a third party that would come get your stuff and take it to the local post office or like an Uber type thing. I don't know. I feel like that's not very lucrative for the, the Uber driver, but it could be a part of Uber. So in between giving people rides, you go get packages. Hmm. It's a good thought. I thought of that too. Um, uh, that's going to do it. I really got to go. I got 10 minutes till my, my first meeting of the day here at Agenicare House Calls. Um, I appreciate you guys watching. Again, I meant to do this live stream over on the live stream channel, uh, which if you haven't subscribed over there, Spencer Scott Pugh Live. Um, that's where I'm going to be doing these live streams just to keep the appropriate types of content in the appropriate place. So that's 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 my goal. Thanks, Luis. Thanks for, for tuning in, man. Um, but that's going to do it for today. I appreciate you guys so very much and uh, stick around. I'm going to try to do these once a week. I'll probably be doing them at lunchtime from now on just because mornings can be very productive and, and hectic as well. <laughs> Both of those things. Um, but that's it. Thank you guys. Uh, and I will see you next time. Hey, have a good weekend. If I don't see you before then. I'm going to the beach next week. So that's a thing too. Going on vacation. Thanks, Damien. appreciate that. Um, yeah, and any and all feedback you guys can give, um, drop it in the comments. I'll re-upload this stream to the live stream channel, Spencer Scott Pugh Live. Uh, feel free to comment on there, any ideas, or just hit me up via email. Um, yeah, that's it. I'd love to hear from you guys. Thank you, and I'll see you next time.